heart. And you're listening to The MBS Show. Welcome to the MBS Show, episode number 41. I'm your host, Norman Sanzo. Joining me today is Alpha Brony. What's up, everypony? So, Alpha, how are you? I'm good. <laughs> I'm the only one who's not sick. I was sick yesterday, but now I'm back from the dead, so yes. why am I kicking? Surprisingly, everybody's sick for some odd reason. I wonder why. Security box. Hmm, could be. And for you guys at home who are wondering, where's Daniel Anthony? Well, he might join us, or he might not, but hey, if he does, that would be great. So, um... He died uh, from Ponypox, too. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> oh, death is such a grim, dark thing to say. <laughs> well, I started to show off on a positive note, so... <laughs> what I'm here for. Oh, well, anyway, um... Our guest for this week, well, interestingly enough, is someone close to one of our co-hosts. Well, guest host for this week... And it's Nurse Glitterheart, Alpha Brony's wife. Hello. So, how are you? I'm wonderful. Also recovering from the cutie pox or pony pox or whatever pony-related ailment we're calling it. Oh. Oops. I think it was the flu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, flu. Flu works. I think flu is um, well-known by all. Yes. Before we start the show, I have to ask you the four important questions. And question number one is, who is your favorite pony? My favorite pony. I guess my all-time favorite pony is Fluttershy. Yay! Because <laughs> I think we're the most alike. Especially in putting your hoof down. <laughs> I say that with a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, boy. Alpha's favorite thing is the, Flutter, the Fluttershy freakouts. Fluttershy um, freakouts. I think Which the one, one particularly in the Grand Galloping Gala. Oh, you mean the Flutter Rage. Yes. <laughs> oh, I, I love that one. That, that happens in our house. <laughs> Every once in a while. Oh, I love that one because it. Yeah, she was so meek and so quiet, and suddenly when she became so wild, like oh my, that's a one eighty for her. So I like it. <laughs> so, um, what's your favorite episode? Oh gosh, all time favorite episode. There's too many to pick. I, I have kind of like all time favorite scenes from a variety of episodes. Um, I think my new one, though, is from this week um, with Murphy's reaction huh? to the camping because that is basically how I feel about camping. And that was art imitating life, and it was amazing. So stupid. <laughs> I mean, who here really loves camping? Raise your hoof. You do. He does. I do. And my overall feeling is that we've spent so long trying to perfect indoor and get <laughs> indoors. Why would you want to then go out of doors? And I honestly, the real truth of it is that I have this love of indoor plumbing that I can't quite put into words. Words don't do it justice. Oh, my only problem with camping is bugs. Oh, yeah, that too. Always like a Jim Gaffigan's line about camping. It's like, if the outdoors are so great, then why are the bugs always trying to get inside my house? <laughs> that is true. <laughs> but I love camping. It's great. So. Well, you go camp, and um, I'll be down at the uh, the spa. <laughs> yeah. At the base <laughs> lodge. Yeah, at the other end of the road. <laughs> oh, boy. It's a good family trip. <laughs> I'll be in Disneyland. You can go out in the woods. So anyway, um, how do you became a fan of the show? Oh, well, I was a Pony fan from way, way back, even as a little girl. 
and um, my daughter started watching the show, and it just kind of happened. Once I saw an episode, I was hooked, and then there was singing, and I love songs, and I love musicals, so that was just kind of like the icing on the cake. Awesome. So, I'm assuming that you watched the Giggle at the Ghost League song, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> what was your reaction when Twilight said, tell me she's not? The whole, like, fourth wall breaking, it's like, she's not going to sing, is she? Oh, she is actually singing. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm sorry if I'm not making any sense. I, I just, well, the earphones are hurting my ears. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought it was wonderful, and um, my favorite some of my favorite things about the shows are, are the musical numbers. I love Broadway and I love that kind of style of musical theater. And so many of the songs are like this sort of musical theater style songs. And um, I was like, oh, she's singing. That's so awesome. <laughs> so, your so, yeah, favorite song um, I, I of all time? I think that's one of the greatest things about this particular show is, are the songs. Um, we we sing them around the house all the time, and I think our last road trip we had like a pony song sing along on the way home. Like we just tapped into YouTube, and it was like a good two hours of My Little Pony songs in the oh. car on the way yeah. home. <laughs> that is awesome, Alpha. You didn't download those songs and add them to your phone or something, or burn them to a CD. No, we uh like there. If you go on YouTube, they have like a compilation of every single song, and that was back when we had uh free data plan so we just like streamed it the entire trip so hey well free data plan doesn't that for they're supposed to be coming out with the soundtrack so you know if they do we'll definitely pick it up so oh I'm gonna get my hands on that one too hope Absolutely. I can get it hope I can get it I know I hope they put like the little songs in there you know not just the big numbers but some of the, the little songs are the best and you know of course one of my all time favorites is is Pinkie Pie from Bridal Gossip Evil Enchantress. She doesn't, she's an evil Enchantress. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. So, what do your families and friends think about your love for the show? I think they're not surprised. Um, Alpha and I are big anime fans, and for some reason this just, to them, is like a natural progression. <laughs> I've had to explain to a lot of people what bronies are. Um, my co-workers, I'm a nurse, so I work in a hospital, and... Um, one of my coworkers in particular was just so completely befuddled by the whole idea of bronies. And I told him that, you know, CNN did a thing on it, Jason, go ahead and, and, you know, look it up. And he did. And, um, he's like, I don't get it, but okay. <laughs> wrong side, wrong side. You should show him the other good ones, like the charity case or whatever. Wait, Charity Kate. Well, it was, uh, it was the Aaron Burnett one, right? The Aaron Burnett. Yeah, that one, that one. It was, it was coverage of BronyCon, whatever. Yeah. It was the cover. you know, it was right after BronyCon because um, they asked me, oh, where, you know, where'd you go that weekend? And I told them I went to BronyCon with my husband and my daughter. <laughs> and it all went from there. But um, it's kind of sad because, uh, you know, nobody else gets it. And during the day, there's, like, so many great inside jokes. And if, you know, I knew that if Alpha was there, he would be laughing right along with me. But nobody oh, else understands. <laughs> I know you feel. I know how you feel. Uh, so You can always call me, hunting. <laughs> so, um, family members, do they know about it? Yeah, they know about it. <laughs> so, no surprise. No, well, I mean, um, our children 
love it. They, you know, they're right there with us. I don't know. Alpha, did you tell your dad you're a brony? Yeah, remember when he was up here? Like, and I was going to go record, and they're like, oh, yeah, he has a brony podcast. I'm like, what's a brony? <laughs> you put me on the spot there? <laughs> yeah, now it comes back. <laughs> oh, it's all coming my. back to me now. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, it was cool because, like, when I saw like, and when I explained about brony, he's like, oh, yeah, we heard about that. They, like, did all the charity work and stuff. So I was like, yay, they heard the good stuff about brony. So <laughs> oh. I didn't have that uphill battle to deal with. <laughs> you're already up. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, oh, so before we move on again, since Alpha, you're a returning guest, so, Yo. um, who's your favorite pony? Still Derby. Episode? But Luna is best princess, but Derby still. Yeah. yeah, I do love Luna. Luna's a close, yeah. close second to Luna is best, but poor Celestia, she's getting no love. <laughs> she has everyone's love. She's the big princess, you know. We can spread it around. Indeed, indeed. So, um, favorite episode? Have that changed? Oof, um, God, you know, I still, I'm always up, I always want to say Luna Clips, but I think, like, the past couple ones from Too Many Pinkie Pies and The Magic Duel have both been really great. Uh, the the Magic Duel was another one of those, like, content-crammed episodes as a big send-up, so that might be taking the number one spot. And plus, it was a lot darker, so that was cool, so I, I, it might edge out for best episode. Okay, cool, so I'll say that one is your new favorite. <laughs> Yeah, as I lose sleep over it. <laughs> All right. So moving on to the next topic, it's housekeeping. And in housekeeping, the Tokar has just started FanBuild. And what is FanBuild? Well, FanBuild is a secret animation project done by the Tokar. To know more, you have to wait till December 21st, 2012. And the MBS show, that's us, has the first exclusive interview with Lee Tokar himself. Nice job. <laughs> Yes, I just asked, and he said, okay. So Is that he, all you have to do? <laughs> yep, that's what I did. I should probably try doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you should. Oh, I think it helps to ask people. <laughs> yes, indeed. And, well, uh, I hope he remembers me, because if not, I'm going to sound like a fool. <laughs> and moving on to the next housekeeping, Michelle Kriber and her family has just released a Christmas album. The album is called A Kreber Christmas, and you can get her album at cdbaby.com slash artist slash Michelle Kreber. And while you're over there, um, get her first album, Timeless, Songs of a Century. It's all good. So, guys, your Christmas. You should have her album. It's really good. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to check it out. Uh, the, the girl can sing, though. Yep. I mean, she's the same age as our... I mean, Michelle Kreber reminds me a lot of our daughter, Emmy. She's 13, she's very outgoing, and she can really belt it out, you know? True, true. I mean, so. that's not true. I don't know your daughter, so I got no idea. Yeah. Well, it's just like Michelle Graber, so... If they ever met, I think they get along really well, so... Cool. Well, um, you could get the album, a digital copy of the album at her site, so it's all good. And yeah. it's just nine ninety nine, or it's just nine ninety. I forgot. Because really? I... Really? Is keep... that all? That's a great deal. Yep. Well, we do love Christmas. Who doesn't yeah, love Christmas? Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, I've seen that tree of yours. It's really big. How many ornaments are on it, huh? 1,626. Give or take one or two. That our son takes off to play with. And plus the ones you bought and you will buy at the end of the Christmas season. Yeah. Did you guys get the pony ornaments? I saw them on the Toys R Us website. And I was planning on grabbing them when we went back for our last-minute Christmas dash this uh, 
this week. And so that would be a Christmas Rainbow Dash. <laughs> Christmas Rainbow Dash. Oh, That's right. Wow. I'll be I'll be here all night, folks. Like it or not. <laughs> oh, boys. Well, one thing I have learned from the Brony fandom is if you want something, get it now. Yes. Or else, the essence. Yeah, or else it's gone. It's gone. Seriously. Yeah. Like the der- Hot Topic Derpy online? It's gone. We got ours too, so. So anyway, moving on and to the... we had a gap too. One for Alpha and one for the small child to play with. Just saying. <laughs> well... There's a wise investment on my... <laughs> Did you open it? Did you? Was it out of box? Nope. One's mint in box. The other gets played with. Awesome. Oh, I wish I have a kid to share my love of ponies with. <laughs> They're well, all around. You can just go pick one up. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll get a scootaloo. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> I'll go get a scootaloo. <laughs> you can find your own scootaloo. <laughs> Oh boy. So anyway, moving on to the next topic is news time. And in today's news time, um, the Hub's Naughty or Nice Awards. If you remember last year, the Hub did the Naughty or Nice Awards. The winners were Pinkie Pie and Discord. Once again, this year the Hub are bringing back the Naughty and Nice Awards and adding a new twist to it. Now they have added categories to the mix. And the categories are in the show notes. I'll touch on them soon. And if you want to join in, links can be found in the show notes. So, guys, um, any of you remember the Naughty or Nice Awards that they did last year? Yeah, and the ponies broke it. That's mm-hmm. I think that's why they added all these new categories. Yeah, if I'm uh, right. The last year, it was like, you, you pick, they had all the nice characters from the shows and all the bad characters. And the way they had, they had like, uh, stacked the odds because they wanted to do a... My Little Pony and Transformers, so it'd be like Pinkie Pie and Megatron. But some brony found the code to show that the cards were stacked in Megatron's favor, so they said, "No, you gotta vote for Discord," and it <laughs> totally crushed the metrics. And <laughs> then they had like they had the Pinkie Pie episodes and the Discord episodes. So I think they added all these new things, and you see, there's very little My Little Pony listed because they don't yeah. want the bronies to wreck it again. Yeah, it, I think it, that's what happened. If you notice here. On the nice list, sorry, on the naughty list, Fluttershy is there for nastiest hissy fit. And Fluttershy is on the list for nastiest or naughty. Which well, surprised yeah, me, a, seriously. Have a breakdown. <laughs> hey, a girl needs to let it out every once in a while, just saying. Yes. Yeah, that's true. I mean, but I'm surprised that Fluttershy is on the naughty list. My. Well, you got Chrysalis there, so you got that to even it out. Yeah, it's true. Um, we got who? We got yeah, Queen Chrysalis. She's on the naughtiest use of villainous vil- villainous powers. Yeah, and on you the nice. Yeah, sorry. Okay. No, I just said there's like nothing for on the nice list except for the the uh, Super Spider C Squeezer Six Thousand song. That's about the only good thing from uh. Yeah, ponies. from ponies. Yeah. yeah, I mean. And the funny thing is, Flim Flam Cider Song, I mean, Flim Flam, they're the villains, like, what? Yeah, I don't get the whole idea of it's the best jam. No, I think there was a lot of, there was a good song, but I think there were better pony songs. Yes, yeah, true, but I, I got a feeling that they really want the ponies to lose because um, BFF, um, BFFS from Little Spread Shop, that's a new one. Really? Yeah, there's a new one from... Last week, yeah. That's a oh, okay. new song from last week. And, wow, they they really want ponies to lose. I, I, I get, I have a feeling that they really want ponies to lose. Yeah, they don't want the bronies to break that game again. 
for author programming. <laughs> I mean, I can't blame them. Yeah. But I, I have a prediction that um, ponies are going to win no matter what. So they'll be prepared for it. Yeah, we'll find a way. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, moving on to the next topic. So, um, Alpha, you want to take this one? Absolutely. Did you ever wonder how long an episode takes to get finished from start to finish? Well, wonder no more, because Megan McCarthy has shed some light on the matter. In a tweet that Megan and she stated that the premise of this week's episode, uh, Sleepless in Ponyville, was submitted on July 29th of 2011, and will be aired on December 8th of 2012. That means it took 498 days. That's one year, four months, and nine days for an episode to be done, uh, from premise to actually being aired on TV. Also, in reply to another tweet, uh, she said that the premise for Magic Duel was submitted on January 27th, 2011, which was aired, and that aired December 1st. So that took 674 days, or one year, 10 months, and four days to finish that one. So yeah, these guys take a while to get done. Yeah, but if you notice, Season 3 episodes were submitted in 2011, so wow, that took long it makes you wonder yeah. how long does it take to finish one, uh, I mean, one season. Yeah, like how much of this stuff can, like, we always like talk about, it, like, oh, that's like directly cut out to the bronies. But with how long it takes, like how much they can really, like, be like direct feedback or shout outs, you know. You just have to hope something's going to stick or, you know. Yeah, or it has true. to come in, like, really late in the game. Like maybe um, something that's not in the original script, but something that they add, like, late in the process in the animation, to say, like, we know about Bronies, let's throw that in, sort of like Derpy, because she didn't, she didn't start seeing her being cross-eyed for quite a while or start popping up, and that's probably not something that's in the script, so the original premise, but later on production, it's all the stuff that they can add in. Yeah, that's true, but I think for animation, they can ask the studios to, hey, you should do this to this pony. And which pony? That pony. Okay, we should add her more. I mean, animation, yeah. that's that. But uh, story premise, like uh, Magic Duel here, because everybody's, everybody thought it was a revenge thing or something like that. And it kind of was or is. And huh, it, it started out in December 1st, meaning... Sorry, um, my bad. Sorry, January 27th. So meaning that they don't really know about the whole grudge match between Twilight and Trixie. And the word yeah, Elephant was used in the episode. Yeah, so I think it's like there's it's done so far in advance that a lot of the sort of the fan that's been created sort of it doesn't exist, uh, as far as like when the premise was written. So you don't get a lot of that sort of feedback or like taking ideas from the community yeah. in situations like that. No, but I think they do rewrite sometime. But Elecorn, um, funny fact, that is the first time Elecorn was set in the show. Right. So, so interesting. Yeah. Makes you wonder, how deep are they in refereeing the fandom? Yeah. Well, we'll find out. I guess we could ask them next time we go to a convention. <laughs> Yay. You guys get to go. I can't. Sad. Well, start one. You'll be fine. Don't they have any international... Conventions? Not really. Um, the closest one that we could, well, I could go is, um, well, Philippines. But Philippines is a, I think a two-day con or one-day con, and it's in the Philippines. The other one is in Australia, Sydney. But it's going to be a, well, it's traveling. Traveling is going to make my pocket hurt. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess so. You could swim it. 
Oh yeah, I mean, I, I'll just have, I'll just have to brave the sharks, but hey. <laughs> so anyway, moving How on. How dedicated are you? Yeah, that's the real question. Every week, forty-one weeks of non-stop brony podcast. That's dedicated. But have you fought a shark? <laughs> <laughs> you aren't brony unless you fight a shark. That's Does, what I'm do loan shark count? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you can punch a loan shark in the face. <laughs> uh, anyway, moving on to the next topic. Oh, I, I have the giggles now. <laughs> anyway, um, next topic is MLP Facts of the Week. All of these informative facts can be found at twitter.com slash MLP Facts. So, guys... Did you know that Twilight Sparkle appeared in every episode in Season 1? I did not know that, but now I do. Interestingly enough, she must be in every episode. Okay, um, second one. Did you guys know that Fluttershy is a year older than Pinkie Pie? I did know that one. <laughs> I did know that one. Oh, yeah, it's, a, it's a quick little line in like one of the, uh, like the fourth episode. Aren't you observant? Yeah, yeah, yeah well, it, it was a... It was a <laughs> Observant is the word we'll use from now on. Yeah. Obsessive, was, compulsive. <laughs> it, it was a joke line, really, because um, Pinkie Pie said, don't worry your little head, Auntie Pinkie Pie will um, handle it, something like that. And Fluttershy yeah. said, I'm a year older than you. We know it's because we're observant. <laughs> yeah, and it was a funny joke. And finally, did you guys know in Season 2, Episode 225 and... 26, well, actually, it's more to 25. Uh, the pony Wildfire can be seen, which is an OC of Sibzi, an animator of the show. Yes, I did that. Did you know that, huh? No, I didn't know that, dear. Well, now you do. No, I do. And knowing is half the battle. Uh, no joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, Glitter, do you know who is Wildfire? No, I don't. It's in the scene where two ponies were fighting at a cafe about something. The Huffacure? Oh, the Hoofakir? Okay. Yeah. Okay, that pony, that's uh, an OC of Sibzi, who's one of the, who's the storyboard artist for MLP. Oh, gotcha. Was that a, a, a true moment from his life? <laughs> um, her life. Oh, her life? Yeah, she's the, the girl who wants a Hoofakir. Oh, okay. I thought, I don't know why I thought we were <laughs> arguing about, I guess Wildfire sounds like a more manly pony name. Oh. To me. <laughs> uh, you you should have seen the animation of her. Like, from what I know, she doesn't like a Corolla. Yeah, she's uh she's pretty cool. She likes Subarus and Rally Racing and ponies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Everyone freaked out about that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was shock. Like in the live stream. Zipsy, your pony, Zipsy. <laughs> yeah, that's very cool. See, hun, isn't the brony culture so interesting from the inside? Yes, you're, you're definitely a bigger brony than me. <laughs> but it takes a bigger brony to accept that fat. <laughs> That's true. So now she's a bigger brony. Now I'm a bigger brony. <laughs> Yay. So anyway. Oh my God, there's going to be a, a brony blow up in Pennsylvania. <laughs> oh. I'll have a brony off. <laughs> awesome. And, and then every, every fight will involve ponies. <laughs> it pretty much does anyway. <laughs> Oh boy. Anyway, uh, moving on to the next topic. Well, I'm moving really fast now. Um, season 3 review. On this week's episode, we'll review Season 3, Episode 6, Sleepless in Ponyville. So, guys, who here have watched the new episode? We did. Yes, we did. Multiple times, actually, already today. <laughs> 
I've heard. I've heard. We love the ponies. So for those who didn't get a chance to watch it yet, um, pause here, move on, or watch it first, because spoilers, yar. Yeah, because how can you listen to a pony podcast talking about a show which you have not watched? I mean, come on, guys. Go with the program. Priorities, that's what I say. Indeed, indeed. So overall, um, first impressions, what do you guys think about the episode? One of my new favorite episodes. Yeah, it was a good episode. There were, we a liked lot of, it. there were a lot of uh, callbacks to previous seasons. Like what part? Mm, the Granny Smith. Oh, yeah, where, yeah, cause she knows to get out of the way. Yeah, and if you notice, she's not carrying a walker around. Oh, yeah. So anyway... Um, well, she hasn't really carried a walker around in a while. Yeah, I, I think those hip replacements are working for her. <laughs> it's all due to size her season. Yeah, it's true. But, um... When watching the episode, did you guys notice this one background pony? Which one? She he he was next to Colgate in the very beginning. It was Hayseed no, Turnip Truck. If you don't remember Hayseed, he's the redneck pony in Sweet and Elite. Really? Yeah. I didn't even notice him. It, I think it's in oh. the beginning or somewhere around there. You you have to take a notice. Uh, look see. You look for Colgate and you can see Turnip. Oh, I have to go back and double check that then. I mean, this episode is full of um, fan goodness that people could use. So anyway, um, prologue. Scootaloo is riding on a scooter. We mentioned Granny. And Scootaloo did a wicked jump. She flew. She believes she can fly. I believe I can fly. But funny thing, um, she didn't fly all the way. She kind of stopped in mid-air when, a- when Rainbow Dash complimented her. Oh, that's right, yeah. How does gravity work in um, Equestria? Obviously not the same way it works everywhere else. <laughs> it's Looney Tune physics, what can you say? Yeah, indeed. But overall, um, a display of her talent and what she could do. About like how she's got just whole, like fangirl over... Uh... Uh, Rainbow, Dash. Rainbow Dash which is kind of like the whole point of the whole episode is that it's her trying to live up to Rainbow, what she thinks Rainbow Dash's expectations are you know yeah it's true and also it's a physical representation of the brony fandom <laughs> <laughs> if you think about it like any brony especially a popular one compliments you you go eek yeah well, everyone gets that like around like what they consider to be like fame someone who they can start to be famous just like freaking out yep especially if Mendo Pony says hey great song you go ah, ah. <laughs> Mendo Pony's a brony huh I, I, I gather <laughs> oh, thank he... you dear <laughs> I, I'm forgetting we have a new brony in the midst I need to keep the reference to a minimum yeah <laughs> she's not in deep with all the no I'm a I'm a superficial I'm a surface brony I'm a surface dweller. Yes. Okay. And we're the more locks, is that? <laughs> we'll try. I'll try to speed this uh, review up. And moving on to the next scene, going camping. Um, pony checkers. They have horseshoes. That was cute. Yeah. I do love the Rarity flipping out about not hating camping, which, like Glitter said, that's uh, pretty much a page out of our lives. <laughs> Yeah, no, but the thing is, like, um, Apple, uh, Apple Bloom told them that she's going camping with her big sister, and 
and Skurulu wants to join in, maybe she could ask, um, Applejack could ask Rainbow Dash to join. And Sweetie Belle wants to join and says, her big sister will go, will go. And if you notice her evil ways of how she um, rubbed her hooves together, yeah. that's very evil. It's just a super cute patty face to get the job done. Yeah. Which is hilarious. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, didn't Rarity learn her lesson from um, Sisterhood Social? Yeah. But I There's think... A little bit. Like, at the very end of the episode, you saw that, where they are going to, like, get in the water. Like, first she was like, oh, I wouldn't do that. Then she, like, sort of turns around and then... Giggle. Yeah, and then starts racing to, like, jump. So that, I thought that was a cute little callback to how they get along. I thought it was great is when she's got the cart of stuff and you see her walking just fine. <laughs> it looks like she's pulling the cart, but then she steps forward and you see it's Sweetie Bill carrying oh, all the luggage. Cool. That was a great little moment. Yeah. And then, of course, the giant house that comes out. That's If we went camping, that's the way Glitter would have to have it done. <laughs> <laughs> a giant fold-out house. With indoor plumbing. That's a must. Yeah, with pl- that's right. With indoor plumbing, absolutely. <laughs> well, um... Moving on to going camping with carpooling, um, the scenery for this one, it's really nice, and animation has been bumped up to 11 for this one. Oh, yeah. It just keeps looking better and better. I, uh, I would go camping if there were, like, cloud rainbow waterfalls and things like that. I, I would go camping for that. I would, too, because you don't have it here, so I want to see what's the fascination about it. What I really like, too, as far as, like, the color palette is if, like, whenever they're in, like, the actual forests, it's the greens and blues and everything. But whenever they go to, like, the nightmare forest, it's all reds and oranges. So there's that really distinct uh, look in the forest between yeah. reality and the dream state, which is nice. True that. And um, Rainbow Dash tree chopping skills. That was awesome. <laughs> I think she just kicked them or bucked them. Yeah, she hurting kicks like a chunk out of four trees. Funny thing is, they don't fall down. They just keep in place. Oh, they eventually drop. <laughs> That's what you think. No, they did, because like, they just, and then each one, like, fell. Yeah, I mean, so drop, was, as in, um, what, what well, I meant is, over. fell over timber. Yeah. No, she's good like that. <laughs> anyway, um, on to the camping, uh, the ghost story. Um... Scootaloo, well, Scootaloo being Scootaloo, she thought that Rainbow Dash was going to tell an awesome story, which was how she saved Rainbow Dash, uh, sorry, um, how she saved Rarity's life when Rarity had wings and fall to her death. Another callback to a previous episode that you need to watch. Right. I totally missed that because, like, I couldn't hear that part, so I'll have to go back and rewatch it again. You watched it how many times now? Well, like, there's a difference between watching it and then, like, rewinding, like, the scene where Scootaloo, like, spins, like, and gets, like, pinballed around several times. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to, like, watch an episode through with our son. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, there's a lot of rewinding. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I guess I... Yeah, so, yeah, so Scoot- Scootaloo gets, like, scared, like, crapless. <laughs> so <laughs> saying can't sleep while everyone else passes out. Yeah, I mean, what I love is like when you see because they share the tent and like Rainbow Dash is all sprawled out <laughs> snoring. That's kind of the way our kid sleeps. <laughs> so it's, that was cute. Yeah, I mean, and whose teddy bear is that? That's what I want to know. Is that Rainbow Dash's <laughs> or is it Scootaloo's? We will never know. But if Rainbow Dash sleeps with a teddy bear, oh, that's cute. They never tell us whose teddy bear is that. It's just, it's in the middle. It could be anybody. Yeah. And when Scootaloo goes to sleep, oh boy. 
she's in the nightmare world. Yeah, she's in the nightmare world, and the, the transition to sleep and dream. That's pretty cool because you don't notice what's real and what's not. Yeah, one thing you tell is the color palette change, uh, which you really don't realize it is until you see it again later. That's cool because they got the uh, the giggle the giggle out the ghosty trees all around yeah, from like true. the first episode, which is a cool callback. Yeah, it's true, it's true. And nightmares, my um, this is a um, hard episode to um, how to put this a hard episode to give a um, moral at or a. Uh, a hard episode to touch on, morally. What's the word I'm looking for? Lesson. Like a lesson of the story, you mean? Yeah. I think they had a like a lesson because the idea of like it's about facing your fears and standing up and you know. But what about those irrational like fears when you have nightmares? Because when I was young, I have nightmares, and those nightmares were really well to me. They were creepy, but when I think about it, it's really silly. Did you know that? Oh yeah. Um, space pirate Captain Yamato or Harlock yeah. Captain Harlock that one yeah you remember that one yeah absolutely yeah um, after watching an episode of that I got nightmares <laughs> and I think I was six well that's what you get for watching cartoons that are your brain <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, but yeah it was like uh, it was still neat seeing the, the way that and then there, of course there's surprise Luna which appears out of nowhere uh, why Luna appears yeah, but still, um, Luna in the wild. I mean, it's night and it's a dream. We we won't. We didn't really. Um, well, personally, I didn't really thought about it that much because hey, it's Luna. She could be controlling the dream. Like you didn't even know it was a dream at that point. I still don't think you know. It was still thought it was like. Uh, I don't know if like it was like someone was like playing a joke on Skidoo with the old creepy looking mayor or what was going on. So, but it started to get like weird there, especially when we saw. Luna show up and all the focus started getting weird so and then she woke up and like confirmed that yeah it was just all fake I thought it was a really good use of Luna I I think that that's you know an interesting point to her character actually that you know she would come into the dreams and it was and, and it was good she was being good trying to help Scootaloo so yeah. I really liked brings I liked up it Sorry, this brings up another question if you really think about it. Because in the beginning, Luna was jealous of Celestia's popularity because everybody went to bed and didn't get to see her nights. But if she can control dreams, why wouldn't she enjoy that more? Yeah, because you still want to say thanks. Because you're still sleeping through it, you know? You want someone to see the moon and stuff. I yeah, know. I think it's already the century that it is. The after a thousand years, nightclubs, pubs, discotheques, <laughs> and whatnot. <laughs> so I mean, yeah. is there no nightlife in Ponyville? I mean, really, doesn't anybody um, work night shift in Ponyville? Yeah, there, yeah. there is the night shift, but I'm thinking more of Canterlot and Manhattan, those places <laughs> that never sleeps. Yeah, now there is. Thousand yeah. years ago, probably not so much. Oh, that's true. Yes, yeah, true. And well, um, moving on, after she wakes up, she can't sleep or won't sleep at all. And then, and that's when we get her eyes, those creepy eyes. The great eyes. <laughs> and then she, like, proceeds to fall asleep for the rest of the day. <laughs> oh, try to. And I love, like, it's like when she falls asleep on the scooter where she's trying to stay awake, and she goes through all these little things. It's definitely like the old, like, Looney Tunes style of just, here's all the pratfalls that she just narrowly misses. Because she's asleep, you know? 
and then ends up right back where yeah. she ended up. More or less, but a few um, feet further. Yeah, but um, fun fact is that, okay, um, looks like Scootaloo can touch clouds, or cloud has density for her. Well, they all do. She's a Pegasus. All Pegasus can, like, have, like, physical contact with clouds. Um, clouds or clones? Clouds. <laughs> okay. Because Rainbow Dash sleeps on clouds, and they walk on clouds, and so seeing her grab onto that is that's just some Pegasus can do. <laughs> awesome. Because, like, some people said, oh, since she can't fly, she can touch clouds, blah, 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 blah. Nah, she's still got the power. Yep. She has the touch. <laughs> oh, that song. Yeah, that's the exact same thing. Yeah. No Transformers. <laughs> Ooh, Bush, yeah, Bush. He sang that song. Really? Okay. I forgot the full name, but hey. Anyway, um, after discovering the second campsite, another ghost story. And this time it's a Headless Horseman story, or Headless Horse is it Headless Horse? Yeah, Headless Horse. Yeah, a Headless Horse no, story. Man. And after the storytelling, that's really... Oh, is it before? Yeah, before the storytelling. The way she wanted to get, gather firewood. That's cute. I love that part where she just, like, screams running in and grabs yeah. it and then screams running back. I know I've seen that, like, gag before where, like, everyone's done that. Like, ah, got it. Yeah, run back. It's, it's such a great, like, human moment. Uh, even though we're talking about ponies, but it's just one of those things that it's, people It's do. so true. Like, like I think I've experienced... I've done that before. I don't remember for what, but I think I've done it before. I don't know if everyone's been in a scary moment where we just, like, scream through something <laughs> to get our way through it. Yeah. It's happened. But before that, like, here, stick a stick, um, branch, branch, oh, branch. Oh, to call the stick, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. But that was so cute and dumb at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, after gathering firewood, um, well, trying to gather firewood. Um, and there's the other scary story. Yeah. The which other... scares her even more, and then everyone <laughs> wants to turn in. But I like that she doesn't want to turn in, so <laughs> she tries to think of ways to keep her from awake, which leads to the Sweetie Belle song. Oh, God. Uh, people have backlash with this, um, uh, her not singing the well, because I've heard people say that backlash, we rage because Sweetie Belle's supposed to sing well, and she's not singing well. Well, yeah, Michelle Creeper didn't do the voice, which I thought was kind of weird that they didn't do that. But at the same time, I guess because it's supposed to be a dopey song that there's no good yeah. singing. Right. I guess the way, you know. And then no one wanted the song, so it was kind of like the very like annoying like kid song. So I guess there's like that <laughs> uh, story reason why they decided to do that. Yeah. And what I love is when she finally finishes it, she just passes out. That was the best part. Yeah. yeah it's... That's the way kids are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mission complete. Just and you'll fall asleep. <laughs> Mission complete. Go to bed. And, well, moving on to Scootaloo's bad dream. Now we have the Headless Horse Mirror. Yeah, headless the Headless Horse. Which turns out to be Luna. Which is kind of... I don't think so it's 100% Luna. It's just... Um, I got no idea how to say it. It's just maybe Sweetie Belle... Sorry, um, Scootaloo's imagination and Luna have to step her out of it. I guess, something like that. Because she has the tail and the form and everything, just missing the head. Yeah. But hey, well, um, looks like Luna explains her her reason of her being there and telling her what she needs to do in a very cryptic way. Yeah. Did you find it cryptic or was it just us? It was kind of, it's like, you know, this isn't really what you're afraid of, like what's really bothering you, you know. So, you know, it's like one of those like, you know, inner truth moments. <laughs> Like, what's really causing your nightmares? Because they say, like, when you do have, like, nightmares and stuff in your dreams, 
you know, there's always interpretation behind it, like what's causing you to feel this way or think this way or, you know, it's, and trying to get to the bottom of that. So as Nate Lunas were stepping in saying, you know, this is not really what's bothering you and this is, you know, as it should be and you need to be honest with yourself and Scootaloo not wanting to deal with that, you know, even when she woke up, which got her even more trouble. Oh, Scootaloo, how did you get into so much trouble? I think it was a really deep episode, actually. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of a lot of jokes and silliness on the surface, but it was it was pretty deep. Yeah, yep. it's like you think about it, the more it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, there there's a deep layer with every episode. Like, well, Magic Duel, it's well, it's funny and all. Um, we get to see how Trixie comes back to Ponyville, get her revenge and whatnot. But in actuality. The moral of the story is... Yeah, that's what I was looking for. Anyway, um, the moral of the story was when you're in trouble, oh, you can always count on your friends to help. Yeah, which is usually... But I, I did like the idea behind this one. It was told in a really cool manner, so... Yeah, it's about facing your fears. Um, was it? Even when it seems like it's something that's like dumb or not a big deal, you know, every, you know what doesn't matter to you can be the world to somebody else. Because uh, it seems like how hard is it just to say, you know, I'm not as brave or, you know, because she does idolize Rainbow Dash and the idea of, like, being looked at or turned away because she finally got some recognition from Rainbow Dash in the beginning, which made her have this hopeful thing that she could get some sort of, you know, some sort of kinhood because she apparently doesn't have a sister. She doesn't have the same relationship with someone else that her friends do. So she feels sort of like the outsider and she's hoping Rainbow Dash would sort of fill that void in her life. And the thing that was really going to be scary for is the fact of losing that or missing out or not being able to get that and this is the way it was manifesting and so for Luna to come in and say you know this you know these like stories aren't the thing that really scares you or isn't what your biggest fear is you know it's not the monster it's you know well I think nature. the monsters are part of it but the fact that she well, she is scared of the dreams and nightmares but She's well, what's causing her? Why can't she doesn't have that security? Because like both her friends have the, her their sisters to go to and like coddle and say it's okay. Uh, Scooter doesn't have that, or she didn't think she had that, or could get that. Mm-hmm. You know, w- which was the problem. But it's also, think, sorry. Oh, go ahead. Continue, continue. Well, I think a very telling part was when you know they were trying to get them to go to bed, and Rarity says to Sweetie Belle, "Well, you'll be safe with me tonight." And, you know, Applejack takes um, Apple Bloom Apple Bloom with her and, you know, Scootaloo's just kind of left there. Yeah. You know, like yeah. nobody's taking care of her, yeah, I mean, but looking after her. So I, I think that said a lot. That moment said a lot. Yeah, but from my point of view is it's more or less tough love because um, Rainbow Dash thinks that Scootaloo is tough. So she can handle it because she's not scared. So, hey, whatever, man. Like... You're tough. You can handle it. But in reality, well, she, she's... Yeah, I don't think Rainbow Dash knew the extent of what Scootaloo was actually feeling. And when she finally, Scootaloo did like, you know, step up and say, I'm scared, I'm not as strong as you think I am, it let Rainbow Dash know, like, okay, well, you know, you that's more akin to how I felt because stuff scared me, you know? Even though I don't want to admit it, you know, it's you're not alone, which is what Scootaloo really needed to hear. That's yeah, true. And then... Rainbow Dash saying, okay, you want me to be that for you, I can do that, I can step up and be that, because up until this point, Rainbow Dash really didn't know that, how Scootaloo felt about her, 
it's just a fan club like a Mando Pony fan club or even a Living Tombstone fan club it's there but <laughs> yeah yeah and it's like she needed that uh, connection and like once Rainbow Dash found that out then she was like a big sister to her and that final scene of her flying her around and everything that was like so sweet it's just uh, yeah it's true she can't fly. Yeah, that was so cute. I, I thought that I, I thought that was really flying. Like, oh yeah, cool. She's flying. Yay. Nope. But was, that was even sweeter that Rainbow Dash was helping her out. Yeah, but I'm thinking this is how Pegasus Pony train to fly. That's how she needs to learn how to fly. Yeah, but still, um, a very sweet end. But that's not the real end. I like the little dream epilogue at the end. Finally yeah. wrap things up. Like you know, the fears are coming back, and then. Rainbow Dash steps and says, no, I'm here for you. And I think that was sort of like going back to like the previous dreams. Like it's not the monster that scares you. It's the having no one to turn to that scares you. Cause here's this thing, uh, the monster or the old mayor, like being the, uh, the idea of like your fears and having someone there or like a support system for you, which is now she had that Rainbow Dash and Rainbow Dash was able to manifest in her dream as being the security blanket. True, and the way that they send the old mayor off, that was pretty. That was pretty funny. Like you have my horseshoe, Rainbow Dash says. Here it is. Now get away. Like oh, okay, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> for pony's sake, we're going to be using that in our house. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and well, that's and I mean Luna winks. That's always fun. Tetra would Tetra if he's not dying would have fun. Yeah. Let me say, let me uh, speak for Tetra by scene. Luna! <laughs> Yay! So anyway, guys, that's the episode. So what do you guys think um, out of five nightmares? What do you give it? Four to five or five out of five? Or... Four to five. Four and or... a half. Oh, I'll give it a four and a half too. So both of you, four and a half nightmares out of five? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'll give it a four bad dreams out of five. Because I can never give a f- episode a full score because I don't like to do the point fives. <laughs> I think the only thing that would put a five if we met Scootaloo's freaking parents. <laughs> no. For pony's sake. <laughs> For pony's sake, let's just, just give me something. Give me a hint. Give me waving him in the background so we know something's all right, you know? Yeah, like like Scootaloo is not a homeless pony living in under a bridge in Detroit. <laughs> That's all we want. In a van down by the river. In a van. <laughs> oh boy. Scooter so, lives in a van down by the river. <laughs> oh no. Well, he has. He, oh yes. It's it's late back here. So. She she it's has the clubhouse. She has the clubhouse. So well, that that would be fine. And she has her van. <laughs> yeah, indeed. So um, yeah. that was this week's episode, and next week's episode is um, Wonderball Academy. Woo! More dash. Hey, um, you guys heard the synopsis for it, or do you not want me to read it for you? Nah, I want to be. I want to go in surprised. Alright, then I guess I'll be surprised too. Hold on, I'll take off my headset. No, 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 it's okay. Solidarity, darling. Solidarity. Uh, let's <laughs> just say that the hub already. Sp- <laughs> I got a great line. That was awesome. <laughs> anyway, um, let's just say the what hub already. That? Oh my! Oh, internal affairs. Oh. Love um, you, babe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I start something? No, I started it. He started it a long time ago. 
boys. Uh, let's just say that this episode was uh, well. Some of the scene were already spoiled by the hub <laughs> of, of all course. people. So anyway, um, moving on to the next topic, guest time. And in this week's guest time, we have Nurse Glitterheart, Alpha Brony's husband, um, yeah, wife. Sorry. Yeah, she's my husband. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we know who wears the Sometimes pants in the family. Pants in the family. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I'm derpy tonight. So anyway, um, <laughs> so anyway, um, Glitterheart. Oh, glitter. Um, want to tell the people out there who you are and what you do. For who, for those who don't know who you are, I'm bad. Uh, well, I'm Alpha's wife. <laughs> We've been married for six years. Uh, we have two kids, and in real life, uh, I'm a nurse at a great big hospital. <laughs> oh, cool! So your nickname here, Nurse Glitterheart, really suits you well. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So. I'm sure what she is. <laughs> <laughs> But funny, funny thing is, um, one of my co-hosts, the news pony, he he's also a nurse. Oh really? Yeah, but I I don't think he could come on. You guys would have fun talks about your experience in nursing. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, and he's a male <laughs> I'm nurse. A heart nurse mostly, but. Yeah, and he's a male nurse, so that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, your specialty is uh, cardiology, right? On. Yeah, yeah. Cardiology. So she actually does work on hearts. Oh, cool. Mine, well, not mine. Uh, the news pony works on um, giving birth. What's that part? Um, dermatology? Obstetrics. Huh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. He, Good he, for him. He, I, I... <laughs> oh, you do not pity him at all. I, 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 I can understand because what he tells me that um, he never thought that one day he could perform four births, uh, 40 births. So he delivers babies. Yeah, that's... There are so many different things you can do in nursing, and that was definitely one thing I did not want to do. <laughs> so. Didn't you go through um, practice but to do everything good for first? Him. Goodness gracious! Yeah, I mean, um, he's he's not doing it by choice. He's more of doing everything first and then deciding what to pick. Oh, okay, that's <laughs> uh, fair enough. It's a learning curve that he needs to do. It's a hell of a curve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I would be able to be able to strike that one for my choices without having experience. You know, well, you know what? I was a mom before I became a nurse, so I, having gone through that, I decided that I didn't really want to relive that every day. So. <laughs> oh boy, the pain! So okay, um, moving on to Q and A. My first question is: How do you two meet? This this is a interesting story because how do you two get together and? Where, where did you meet? Well, Alpha was um, from Texas at the time that we met, and I was yeah. in Pennsylvania, yes. Um, and for those of you who are uh, familiar with the geography, it's pretty far away. It's about, um, it's about what? Uh, How many hours drives? No, not that many. About 1,500 miles, I think. So pretty far away. Um, but I had a friend who lived down there, and um, Alpha and I were great big anime fans, so we met at an anime convention in Dallas, Texas. Oh, yeah. cool. So, <laughs> ob- obligatory question. Um, did you two cosplay? I cosplayed. Oh, cool. I was doing security. He didn't know what my real hair looked like for a really long time because <laughs> I wore a wig <laughs> when he met me. <laughs> what was the anime that you uh, cosplay as? Um, 
I was Melissa Mao from Full Metal Panic. A group of friends and I all went as the the female cast from Full Metal Panic. So. Oh, that's cool because I've seen a picture of Melissa Mao and I have to say she's hot. Alpha, you're one lucky dog. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I did a pretty good job. Yeah, so so you were security there? Did you abuse your power or something? No, no, I'm actually one of the good uh, con security guys who doesn't abuse power. It was uh, down in Texas, and I actually a uh, friend with a couple of the uh, voice actors. I did some voice work down in uh, Texas as well. And so uh, we figured this was the best way to be able to hang out on weekend was if I just did, like, security detail for the voice actors. Oh. So I could hang out with my voice actor friends. <laughs> and, uh, which, Glitterheart <laughs> found the, uh, and her friends wanted to take pictures with the voice actors, so I scheduled up a meet so they could take pictures. I want to take pictures, too. <laughs> and the camera that I had, its battery died, like, instantly. Supposedly. So, <laughs> it totally did. I had that thing charged up all day, and I'd take it out to take pictures, and it died on me. So I got her email so I could get copies of her pictures, became <laughs> oh. pen pals, so, one thing led to another. So that's how it works, eh? That's how it works. That's how you do it, guys. <laughs> uh, any, um, well, Alpha, uh, good thing I didn't recommend film to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, digital. <laughs> digital all the way. You'll get girls that way. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, how long did you two date that? I don't know. It's, uh, we were friends for a while, like, beforehand. Yeah, for a while. Quite a while. We, we just chatted and talked and, you know, here and there. Yeah, we were, and once in a while I say everyone, like everyone, like, find a, you know, who you're married to or who you're in a relationship with, you should be a friend, you know, because um, that's so much in common and get along so much better, so, you know. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like things like we, when we started dating, it just sort of like happened organically. It's not like, this is date number one. <laughs> not that I can remember. No, it definitely wasn't like that. So, so, so do you, okay, here's another question. Do you remember your first date? Or was it like, huh, I don't remember. We had all good times, something like that. No, there really wasn't a first date or anything like yeah. that. It just, um, I think oh, quite a while after we met, I came back down to Texas oh. and was staying for a while. Yeah. So we saw each other again. Oh, that's cool. So, <laughs> so how did he went after that, like? You moved to Texas for a while, and then Alpha met you, and then you have to move to, where was it again? Um, back to Pennsylvania. Yeah, Pennsylvania. Um, our, our daughter, um, her her father and I, you know, split up a long time ah. ago, but I had to come back and, and live in Pennsylvania so that she could see her dad, too. So um, Alpha came up here. I made the move. <laughs> yeah, so he, had, he made the move. So that's when you got serious? Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. I figured, like, if we're going to be serious, I should probably be in the same state, because I think that helps. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. So, Alpha, um, before I move on to more questions, when you said voice actor friends, were they working for Funimation? Yeah, ADV and Funimation. So. Oh, that's cool. And you yeah, we, you did voices for Funimation also? Uh, I did a voices for ADV, so. Oh, man. That's so cool. Yeah. Funimation is the was. best. I, I gave up the dream to follow true love. Yeah, it is always good because ah, who needs dreams when you have nightmares? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounded She's bad. She's my dream now because I love her. She's the girl mm. of my dreams. 
Yeah, that's cool. Am I scoring points yet, hon? Uh, sure, darling. Yes, you are. <laughs> okay, good, I good. can tell you're completely sincere over there on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded bad. I just wanted to relate to this week's episode, but oh, that came out so bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, Glitter, what was your reaction when Alpha started his show, Brony Time? Well, it was kind of a secret for a while. He didn't really tell me what was going on. And um, I wasn't exactly sure what he was doing because he would be staying up really late and kind of hiding behind closed doors and quiet places in our house. And uh, I had to do some investigating one night. I woke up in the middle of the night and he still wasn't in bed. And there, he was nowhere to be found in the house. And um, I thought, you know, his car was still there. And it was one of those really strange moments where I'm like, oh, my goodness. It was like a Twilight Zone moment. Like, he just disappeared. Um, or he wandered off somewhere. And uh, then I heard all this noise from down in our basement. And I thought, oh, my gosh, somebody's in the house. And, you know, they have him tied up in the basement. So, you know. Like a, like a dumb girl in a horror movie, I decided to go down there. <laughs> tell me you brought a weapon. At least you brought that. Please tell me you did. Well, we don't actually have a baseball bat. I don't think I had anything, but I know that there are things in the basement that I could throw. She brought her mental fortitude, which is what I'm going to. I had to. Okay. And, and there was Alpha in our basement, <laughs> hunched over his laptop, wearing nothing but his boxer shorts. That's and how I roll. Yeah. And I said, what are you doing? And he's like, well, I'm recording. Shh. <laughs> was this one of... It was like 2 o'clock in the morning, and I just kind of was ticked off and went back upstairs to bed. Well, at least you know he's loyal. Yeah. So when you listen to episode 2 of Brony Time, you can imagine me in my underwear in my basement. <laughs> interviewing Tetra Pony, so that's, oh, that's how it went down. Oh, so did you two have a talk in the morning or something? Yeah, it kind of came out after that. It's like, yeah. It's like, I'm doing this little side project, and yay. And, like, if she knows I'm a dork, so I don't know why I'm hiding it. Yeah, why were you hiding it? I don't know, because you're a dork. I don't know, because you always win the dork off whenever we have competitions to see who's the bigger dork. I do. You do. Well, and now i got podcasting to add to it. <laughs> It could be because it's a show for little girls, and you don't want to lose well, your money. She knows a brony, but I guess, I don't know. Wait, she knew that you were a brony, and you still hide it from her? Yeah, because we went to BronyCon and everything, so. I, I thought yeah. that, oh. Well, we didn't know how big it was going to be, because me and, like, Five Iron were like, you know, let's try it, you know, and sort of, like, see what it does. And so we really, you know, we're just sort of testing the water. So I was going to tell her eventually <laughs> once I feel like, hey, this thing started getting traction, you know, if it did, which it did. So, you know, it all worked out. Yeah, but she found out before you could tell her in a funny way. She found it the best way. So. <sighs> yes, I did. Talk about being caught with your pants down, right? <laughs> well, at least you were wearing pants. Where he was he? Just to make it perfectly clear, he was wearing pants. I think they had Batman on them. He was wearing pants. Okay. Oh, my cheeks, they hurt. <laughs> oh, my pride, it hurts. <laughs> oh, God. <clears throat> so, That's going to become a meme now, I bet. That's great. I already got one fan drawing of it. 
Oh, you I need know, to. Po- it's excellent and very, very accurate. You need to post that, man. You need to post that on your he does website. He need to post it. He does. Mm-hmm. Oh, crap. <laughs> so, any more things you want to test? <laughs> okay. Um. So, besides you and think Alpha some more, uh, what do the kids think about the show? And yeah, basically that. What do they think about the show? Um. Well, the little guy's only four, so I don't think he. Um. Uh, the the sh- pony show or, or Alpha's podcast. Well, um, well, let's go for the pony show first. Oh, well, they, they love it. Um, our little guy, it's, I think, in the top three of his favorite things to watch. It's probably, I would say it's number one. Oh, when yeah. he comes downstairs, he wants to watch ponies. What are the other two? I'm just curious. Um, How to Train Your Dragon and Chuggington. Yeah. What was the last one? Chuggington. It's, it's a, a little show about trains. Oh. Talking trains. It's very British. Yes, it's not Thomas the Tank? He used to. Oh. But we've weaned him off that for our sake. <laughs> <laughs> what? Thomas the Tank was bad? Oh, God. <laughs> I would just sit there and make up, like, this is such a totalitarian society, and they're all slaves, and they're racist because the white steam engines hate the black diesels. And it's like, <laughs> I had to stop watching it. <laughs> He did once. Once I started being convinced that the faces on trains was leftover from like Nazi experiments during World War II, it was time. It was time to move on because I just couldn't get past it. I think that's what happened. I think that's what happened. Oh God, you're breaking me. <laughs> oh, but did you see the movie, Thomas the Tank Engine movie? There's, there's been a couple. There's yeah, several ones. One, but the one with... Um, I think why we had to move on, we're just... I know that there are a lot of logistical issues in My Little Pony because they don't have opposable thumbs, but I'm willing to let that slide. But I cannot let slide all the things that happen with the trains and the faces, and they have no hands or arms, or they can't even go off the track, and the people just are in theory driving them, but yet they have to do the trains bidding. I, I just, uh, anyone um, listening with small children can, you can sympathize. Um, yeah, the longer you watch some of these shows, the more you just start to like pick it apart and find out just how insane it is. You know, okay. it happens. Oh, but um, there's a Alex, Alex, Alex Baldwin movie in, uh, with the train. If I remember right. Yeah. He, he narrated a couple of them. I yeah, think. but they came out with, like, an actual, like, wide-release movie of Thomas where he was in it as one of the conductors. Yeah. Oh, I missed <laughs> that one. Yeah. Sucks. Yeah. yeah. Oh, darn. <laughs> yeah. Oh, too bad. Maybe you can find it on a Blu-ray somewhere. Or not. That'd be even better. <laughs> if they want to pull out a Blu-ray. Uh, and then what about your daughter? Oh, my daughter loved it. She actually started. I don't think we'd be bronies, or we wouldn't have been bronies as soon without Emmy. Yeah. Um, she goes out to, uh, Seattle with her father, uh, every summer and she started watching the show while she was out there with him. And then she came home. Was and, this um, the G3 or G4? G4. Okay. Yeah. The, the new one. And, um, I think we actually ended up calling the, the satellite provider, our cable company and, um, Paying what it was like an extra ten bucks a month to get the package that included the hub. Yeah. And 
and it kind of went from there. And it was already, the, the first season was over. I saw the first season in rerun. We were on the, the second season, I yeah. think, by the time that, it's pretty much this that time I last caught year. on. I don't know how much earlier you were watching it than me, but, um, you know, Alpha's way more involved in the, the fandom than I am. I'm just kind of like an appreciator <laughs> of the show. And um, my daughter, she's really um, big into the, the fan art. And, and she, fanfic. yeah, she does a lot of fanfic reading and uh, writing. writing. Oh, she would totally oh, kill really? me. <laughs> yeah. I... Wow, that's fascinating. Your daughter does fanfiction. Cool. Yeah. I never thought that. Yeah, well, we're proud of her. So she's a good writer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, if I can find her work, I need to read it. <laughs> yeah, if you ever get a chance to find it, check it out. Yeah, like I said, she's she's working on revamping it. She goes in these cycles. You know, she was on a big kick for a while. Okay, so your children love the show, the MLPFIM. So what about the father's show, um, Rony Time? What do they know of it? Emmy's listened to your podcast a couple times. She has? Hasn't she? Really? You I, played it for us in the car. I played that? parts of it. You know, like, I'll, I know what we record, so I don't, I don't listen to the whole thing, so... But most, I mean, the most of the stuff we do is pretty safe. I mean, we're unedited, but we never go, like, shock, jock, or anything like that. Mostly just because I will let stuff fly, but it's nothing she hasn't heard outside the house. As much as my wife's chagrin. But, uh, she's heard a couple things. I'll listen to an interview with someone, especially if she knows who we're talking about. So, she knows and she thinks it's cool. But she really doesn't go down the hall saying, hey, guess what, my, uh, my dad has a pony podcast that make me cool. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, especially in her teens. Can't imagine why. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why. I mean, I, I don't know. Why would you not share it to the world? Yeah, exactly. I think it's pretty cool. And my wife just rolled her eyes at me. That's <laughs> so the little one is at four. So I, I'm guessing he doesn't know anything yet? Pretty no, much not. He, he doesn't. You'll find out someday. Soon, <laughs> soon, and he'll and he'll rediscover those interviews. Like, Dad, you interviewed this person. Wow, that's awesome. That's what we're hoping for. <laughs> Hope it all comes together. Yeah, true. Hope so. So anyway, um, my final question is, Alpha, you and your wife went to BronyCon. So that was before the podcast, right? Yes. So how was that experience? Awesome. Um, we had a good time. They got to stay a day later than I did. I only got to go for one day because I had to work uh-huh. the next day. And um, But we did all go in costume. I was really creative and went as Nurse Redheart in my white scrubs. So, basic, <laughs> so basically, um, no basically, difference. my work clothes, yeah. <laughs> but because, an awesome badge that had Yeah, Alpha made me a, a custom badge um, for, you know... An ID for Ponyville Urgent Care. <laughs> awesome. And then, and then I made a a special nurse's cap because in in the U.S. we don't wear caps anymore. Oh. Um, generally, so I had to make my own, and it had the the Red Cross and the hearts on it, and they have glitter on them. That looks because amazing. Because uh, in stuff. Ponyville Urgent Care, we cure your stuff with glitter. <laughs> And, uh, it was fine. And Alpha was Big Mac. Yep. <laughs> awesome, awesome. And Emmy was a 
Well, she was Twilight, but her costume kind of lent itself more to Luna, so I think more people thought she was Luna. Yeah. But she was adorable. And she really did. Yeah, she, she loves Luna. I think Luna, it's between Luna and Twilight yeah. that are her favorites. I think mm. depending on the day. She's on the big Luna kick right now that she's drawing a lot of Luna. Awesome. Luna is awesome. Luna is awesome. Oh, I wish that Trevor was here so he could geek out. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so you just spent one day at BronyCon, so... I only got to spend one day now. Alpha and, and Emmy's got to spend all weekend, and I missed all kinds of exciting things like fires and <laughs> brony sing-alongs and brony raves and, and things uh, like that, so... But funny thing, sad. I was at the hospital, like taking care of sick people. <laughs> oh, you're doing something better than hanging out at a con. You're you're saving lives. Oh shucks. <laughs> but we'll, there'll be other pony cons which we will yeah, attend. Yeah, this one in Baltimore. You know, shirk my work responsibilities and party, party, <laughs> party, party, party. So um, your one day experience at a con. So um, how what, how much did you soak up for just for one day? And was this your first BronyCon? It was my first BronyCon. Um, I was just amazed by the all the original artwork. I thought there are a lot of really creative people, um, not just artwork and drawings, but people making things. The plushies, the you know the the pins and the jewelry and all kinds of stuff. There's just a, a lot of creative people in the Brony community, so I thought that was really cool. Um, and then, of course, I love costumes, so um, a lot of people did really interesting takes on costumes. And I also just thought it was very cool, like, the diverse people that were there, um, that there were, you know, bronies in the military and, you know, older bronies and younger bronies and uh, all kinds of stuff. So I thought that was very cool. Yeah. And I felt like... It's like okay, I can I can leave and, and go home because the con was about two or so hours away from where we live, oh. and I didn't feel weird like leaving my at the time twelve year old daughter there, even though of course she was with Alpha. But you know that these the bronies are all good people. And, um, Understandable. Yeah. Bronies are good people. So compared to an anime convention that you've been before, um, how what, what's different about it? Uh, aside from the personal hygiene? <laughs> yeah, it's actually not smelly. <laughs> really? Good hygiene. Uh, not a lot of drama. You always hear about, like, drama after the fact that happened, like, behind the scenes. But as far as, like, on the floor, there wasn't, like, a lot of fighting or, like, nastiness or anything like that. Or this show's better than that one or... Yeah, no, it was all very positive and I think more than the anime. Um, and, and don't get me wrong, I've had a lot of, you know, a lot of fun at anime cons over the years, but... There was such a sense of community at BronyCon that I don't think that you typically find in, at least, you know, in the anime conventions that I've been to. Yeah. It's almost like... Anime conventions turn to clicks. It's, it's like clicky and, and almost like you have warring factions, even in the different fandoms. You know, mm -hmm. for a long time I was in the, the Gundam Wing fandom <laughs> back in the... Um, you know. Back in the day, endless walls or yeah, normal? Yeah, back in the day, I, Emmy was real little, so it was you know probably like two thousand one, two thousand two, yeah, something like that. So you know, there was a lot of division even within that fandom. Yeah, I, mean, I, but I don't think you see that 
with the bronies at all. It was just, you know, and they have the bronies for good. And there was just such a, a sense of community. And, um, I, I thought that was really a positive thing. I'm kind of looking forward to going again this year and, uh, you know, maybe a more creative costume. <laughs> well, you could go as chrysalis. That's really hard I'm to do. I'm totally going as chrysalis. Really now? Yes. Yay. Awesome. She'll make a good chrysalis. <laughs> oh, does that have double meaning to it? Because it does. <laughs> She's my queen. <laughs> yes, now give her love. <laughs> well, those are my questions. And once again, Glitter, thanks for answering them and sharing them with us. It was fun. Thanks for having me. So, Glitter, um, is there any place that people can get to you or talk to you? Um, not yet. More to come, I guess. <laughs> I don't have a Twitter account or, or anything like that. Oh, you should have because, well, now that you, people know that you exist, they need to contact you. You can reach her through me and I shall filter all comments. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, just through Alpha right now. Okie dokie dokie. So anyway, um, moving on to the next topic is shout out. So my shout out goes to you guys. Thanks, Alpha. Thanks, Glitter, for coming on to my show. You really saved my life. <laughs> Glad to be a service. No problem. So Alpha, you got anyone to shout out to? Uh, that's a great question. Um, I'd like to shout out to like, all the listeners for... Uh, Whoever listening to this podcast and also listen to our show, uh, BronyTime.com. Um, like I said, we just started it as a just a little side gig to see how it goes. Uh, just sitting in our basements in our underwear, and it's really <laughs> taken off. So uh, if you listen to the show, even though I give you horrible mental images now, thanks for listening, and we really do appreciate uh, all the support you guys give us. So Awesome. And what about you, Glitter? Any shout-outs to give up to? Oh, well, I'm just thankful to everyone who's listening and giving uh, Alpha a sense of purpose. <laughs> and just, you know, for all the positive people in the community that, you know, keep it interesting but still make it a, a safe place for um, bronies of all ages, I guess. We do try. We do try. So anyway, um, if you have any questions, concerns, or suggestions for the show, or you just want to talk to us, you can email us at show at gmail.com. And you can also reach us on Twitter. The show's Twitter account is at show, and I'm at Norman Sanzo. And St. Pinky, or Daniel Anthony, is at St. Pinky, um, S-T-P-I-N-K-I-E. And Alpha, do you have a Twitter account? I absolutely do. My Twitter is at alpha underscore brony. And if you'd like to email me, my email is alpha underscore brony at bronytime.com. Cool. So, um, just a random question. How do people get onto your show? You email us. <laughs> if you'd like to be on our podcast, have any questions, comments, concerns, delusions of grandeur, you can email me at my email address. Uh, you can also reach me and my co-host, Five Iron, by our joint email, which is questions at bronytime.com. Uh, let us know who you are. We if you're over 18, uh, you're more than welcome to come on the show. Why don't you fill out a little questionnaire and let us know a little bit about yourself. Uh, but we always love hearing comments in the community. And if there's anyone you want to hear on our show, let us know and let them know that you'd like to 
hear them on our show too because we're always looking for people to interview and bronies to talk to cool I'll try and see what I can do and I hope people I hope people listen and join your show because from my experience it's really entertaining thank you and it's always fun to be on the show as well too Yes, thank you. And also, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes and also like our Facebook page. Links will be provided in the show notes. So, I guess that's it, unless anybody wants to promote anything else. <laughs> oh, uh, I have, uh, I, I've got some cool here. Uh, I have, I can do this really awesome impersonation of uh, Sweetie Belle. Oh, really? You want to hear it? Yeah, sure. Okay. That's not a word! <laughs> <laughs> It'll sound funny when you see the post, so... Oh. But isn't that awesome? You think that sounds right on? <laughs> I, just got the joke. I just got the joke. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you later. I know. Okay. Uh, I think Lit is rolling her eyes now <laughs> and giving you death stares. Oh, he knows me already. <laughs> okay, anyway, um, we'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening, everybody. It began with a look, a thrill of unknown desire. It was you that she took, but in your eyes, I still saw that fire. And I don't know just when you'll return. Still always yearn Sunny days Deep in winter are alright But compared to moonlit night They are nothing that is true
So if someone does slip up and say a curse word, he plays a sound clip of Sweetie Bells going, that's not a word, over it. Oh, so okay. when I say, you want to hear my awesome impersonation of Sweetie Bell, when it sounds in the final episode, a little Sweetie Bell sound clip. <laughs> oh, that's a joke, Dan. I just got it. <laughs> 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 